host, Kate Raftery. This time I'm speaking with Philip Perry, a business writer whose name is probably familiar to regular readers of legal management. His articles frequently appear in the magazine, and important for the purposes of this episode, he worked on the executive summary for ALA's 2021 Compensation and Benefits Survey. Welcome, Phil. It's great to have you on the show. Good morning, Kate. It's good to be with you today. Great. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work? I'd be happy to. Now, for several decades, I have covered the areas of law and finance as a freelance writer, and my syndicated management column now appears in scores of magazines. But most of all, I always enjoy writing for legal management. Well, that is excellent to hear. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So let's get started and just break into it. Uh, Some listeners may remember that you also wrote the executive summary for the 2020 edition of the survey, as well as a supplementary white paper that tried to contextualize the survey's results as the pandemic rolled on. That's because the actual survey was conducted before COVID-19 was even a thing, and then we had to roll out data who that was maybe a little bit um, out of date. So what were some of the big differences you noticed between those two years? Well, there were several major differences, uh, Kate. One was the dramatic drop in overall turnover by both staff and attorneys. Another was the uptick in working from home. Additionally, we saw an expansion of coverage for vision, dental, and short-term disability. And finally, there was a big bump in salaries for chief information officers. Obviously, the pandemic's uh, wide-ranging effects made an impact that can be seen in our survey results, as you just mentioned. Uh, What do you think are the most obvious COVID-19-related takeaways? Well, uh, both the reduced staff turnover and the higher working-from-home trends, I think, uh, were likely attributable to the COVID-19 pandemic. It's interesting, by the way, that those firms with a work-from-home policy, nearly nine out of 10 of them introduced that practice uh, for the first time during the pandemic in 2020. And uh, there's a certain kind of irony to that because uh, that very working from home policy that is so familiar to us likely underlay the reduced turnover at that time. And in the future, I'm thinking that that same working from home policy may well spark increased resignations over the coming 12 months as some people seek out employment at those firms uh, that continue to allow the practice. It's also uh, worth noting that during the pandemic, about a fourth of the firms laid off employees and about the same number froze salaries. Now, those measures proved uh, temporary. And by the end of the year, uh, those firms had really returned both uh, of those uh, quantities to normal levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm Really, I, I know I, we have to wait, but I'm really interested to see whether turnover significantly increases in the next, the 2022 survey, because yeah, I mean, that's all over every business paper, you know, resignations up, you know, hiring is difficult and everything. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to look at that number in particular next year. So just as you you noted briefly that one of the trends you spotlighted in the executive summary and the LM Extra that you wrote was a notable increase in some of the healthcare benefits offered by firms. Do you think that this is just like a market influence fluke, like this is just, you know, a thing that happened? Or do you think that this is an example of how many firms are dealing with serious challenges in recruitment and retainment? Oh, I think it's definitely a way to slow the pace of uh, the so-called great resignation that you just mentioned. And the legal industry is really is anticipating a big jump in turnover in 2022 as people yield to that pent-up demand for greener pastures after sitting in place for so long. 
So there's a trend for employees to give more importance to attractive benefits packages than to salary levels, which is kind of a change uh, from the past. So providing better health care is a great way to keep uh, people aboard. The legal industry is expecting uh, uh, that, like other employers, it's going to have trouble replacing people who leave. And finally, I think that the sharp rise in benefits also shows that management is uh, reaching out, talking more with their employees to find out what people really want from uh, their job or workplace experience. Yeah, I'd also be interested, um, again, this isn't something that's covered by the survey, but possibly something we could eventually look into. Not that um, older employees are, of course, they would love to have, I'm sure, vision and dental and everything. But I think there is something to be said about the current conversations happening in politics and everything about more more benefits being better, you know, that that maybe younger employees are demanding this of, of their employers of, of having these these things covered or having more dependents covered, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So thus far, we've talked a lot about benefits, but the bulk of the survey is really actually about monetary compensation. The average salary is being paid for 79 different roles from attorneys to C-suite administrators to legal assistants and everyone in between. You probably read reams of data for all the different regions and metro areas in the survey. Did anything stand out in particular? Well, what stuck out uh, more than anything else was the big compensation spike for chief information officers. And I think that reflects uh, the heightened concern that law firms have, just like employers everywhere, for uh, security, privacy, uh, the general digitalization at law firms. Mm -hmm. And the chief information officer assures the safety of data, and that will likely uh, remain paramount uh, probably over the next few years. One, we're coming out of, this is the end of October, um, and we're coming out of National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So so that's definitely top of mind for us here at ILA. And then two, I was just uh, sitting in on a, another organization's webcast, and it was a firm that has grown quite a bit in recent years, and they've gone from outsourcing many of their IT functions to bring that internally. So I wonder if that's a that's might be its own change and in, in as firms grow larger or they grow more sophisticated about technology and cybersecurity, they need to attract those those experts perhaps with with higher salaries. Um, I think I think that's the case and also the uh, firms may find themselves increasing the number of people in the information technology uh, departments which kind of uh, goes against the trend uh, in other parts of the uh, law firm operation of uh, outsourcing Mm -hmm. duties and tasks. So I think uh, they may find that it's really necessary to uh, bring people uh, in-house for that critically important area. Absolutely, especially as this most recent issue of legal management had quite a bit about automation. So I'm sure as you bring in more Mm -hmm. software that does more AI and automation things, you need more people to run it. So after examining now two years of ALA's compensation surveys, you have a lot of knowledge for someone who's technically an industry outsider, mainly an observer of the industry, a writer about the industry. From that perspective, what value do you think the survey provides to an insider, to a legal administrator or a managing partner? I think the survey uh, will show to those people that there is a noticeable trend uh, over both years to get more done with fewer resources. That seems to be an overriding uh, force. And technology, for its part, is going to be an important tool for doing so. 
because it's a great way to increase productivity. This is one part, I think, of the larger story about law firms staying nimble and responding quickly to a changing operating environment. Absolutely. I think that's definitely what we've learned in these past two years that you've been a part of their, our compensation and survey process. It's a, it's a huge survey, of course, and there are lots of uh, golden nuggets in there, but uh, I think we've really hit the highlights, but I invite everyone to, to dig in and really see what else they can find in there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pages upon pages. You're definitely going to find all the particulars that you could possibly want about almost any role that you have in your firm. So I think it's certainly valuable. You can download Phil's executive summary that he wrote for free before you commit to purchasing the full report. And of course, you can always read his work in legal management. I'll link to everything that we just discussed in the episode description. Thank you so much for talking with me, Phil. It was a pleasure, Kate. And thanks, for, as always, to our subscribers for tuning in. If you like the show, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. You can learn more about ALA at alanet.org. Until next time.